Hi, everyone. Is it your dream to go to Belize and live there and maybe have a business on that beautiful island? Is it your dream to be somewhere warm, maybe like in Florida or the Caribbean or who knows, maybe the Canary Islands, Morocco, anywhere? I mean, maybe you could, you know, we're going to have a show now that we're going to be talking about uh, what's going on in Belize with a developer, actually. He's a Canadian, Matthew Frederick. We're going to be talking about Belize and finding out more about it. Maybe you want to go down there because I know so many people uh, have their own Belize. And for me, my Belize, which means my my quiet spot where I can find myself and be happy has always been the Niagara region. I mean, that's been my Belize. So everyone has their own Belize. It doesn't necessarily have to be on a, on a Caribbean island or, you know, it can be in your own backyard if that's what you choose for your Belize. So let's just bring Frederick, Matthew Frederick from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And I've had him on my show before and I met Matthew many, many years ago and I was very impressed. He wrote a book at that time. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't remember the book you wrote, Matthew, but can tell us all about it and he was holding a seminar in his one of his beautiful uh buildings apartment buildings i guess he was at he had the bottom part was the commercial side and then he had the apartments up above so he is a long time investor and he goes into the big buildings he has his own consulting practice and he helps students buy multiplexes so i want to have i want to welcome matthew frederick to the show all things real estate with Maria recruit how are you today? today Matthew nice to see you again always great to see you and I'm so happy to be here today Maria thank you thank you so am I I mean my god before the show I was asking Matthew okay Matthew so what's your newest project you know because I say so what are you doing now but we have you on this time to talk about investing in Belize because I think you told me that you and your brother are investing down there can you tell us a little bit about that and why you chose Belize Yes, I, I can sure do that. Um, well, first of all, let me tell you where Belize is. It's uh, south of Mexico to mm -hmm. the right of Guatemala okay. and to the left of the Caribbean Sea. So it's a great area. doesn't really get hit with storms. Mm -hmm. and it's just a beautiful place. The population's pretty small, about 330,000 people. And how I found it, I sort of stumbled across it. Back in 2007, I decided I'm going to take six months off work or off my investing, and I'm going to spend a few weeks, maybe three, four weeks, in every Central American country that there is, yeah. and I want to immerse myself. So I went to Nicaragua, went to Guatemala, went to Belize, uh, certain mm -hmm. places in Mexico, and a few other places, and I thought, you know, I could read a brochure, yes. I could read a prospectus, but I want to go there and immerse myself, you know, wake up, have breakfast, talk to an old-timer, local people, walk the land, speak to different people in the government. And I spent two to three weeks in each place, not knowing where I would invest. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, Belize stood up. So okay. remember, I didn't go looking for Belize. I didn't even know where it was. And <laughs> it stood up because of a number of reasons. Like I, lo I love the fact that it had a temperate climate. I like the fact that it was a democratic government. I like the fact that it was English speaking as the official language, mm -hmm. as opposed to French, I mean, or Spanish. I don't speak either. So it's really great to be able to read documents in English. You know, I also like the fact that it was British common law as opposed mm -hmm. to, let's say, French Napoleonic law, which mm -hmm. means I don't have to worry about people who are, um, let's say, squatting on my property. Yes. I like the fact that the Belizean dollar is pegged to the U.S. dollar. So one U.S. dollar is two Belizean dollars. And that helps me to negotiate to understand the value of money. You know, some places, something is like 3,000 pesos. I don't get that. I don't understand that. Am I paying too much? 
Am I paying too low? I really don't know. And I also liked it because the cost of living was very, very low. I mean, on one of my properties, my property tax technically is $15 a year. So it's a little bit different than Canada. But keep in mind, we have a lot more services here. So we have plenty of services, right? (laughs) I mean, I really liked it. And uh, uh, so back in 2007, I decided to buy into a development. I, I found a developer. I bought into the development, brought a few friends along. And uh, had some good and bad times. And then uh, about four or five years later, my brother retired and he decided to retire there. He retired young at uh, 58 and moved yeah. there full time. So I like the fact that I have a Canadian, someone that I can trust, who was there on ground, there full time, so that I, I get to understand what's happening. As opposed to, let's say, investing and depending on other people, which that's okay too. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what? At the, my stage of investing, it's all about relationship. It's all about a certain amount of trust and documentation and having mm-hmm. the right partners. So that's why I really like investing down there because I have somebody there who is there full time. And, you know, obviously we build houses and uh, we build uh, small, uh, you know, like little projects, let's say, you know, about six units. So we keep them small. And mm-hmm. the whole concept is why wait till you want to retire to have a retirement place in paradise? Why not have one built right now? Have people rent it from you. At the same time, they're paying for it. You can use it. And when you're ready to retire, it's a place that you can go to whenever you want. So it's just a really great concept. And uh, I love it. It's a, it's a great space. And it depends on where you are in Belize. I'm down mm-hmm. south, Placenta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's, a, that's a really good point. A lot of baby boomers and millennials are looking already to retire in their paradise. And Belize happens to be your paradise, right? And and that's a really smart move. So I mean, many people have come into the Niagara region and purchased houses and they're renting them out, whether it's long-term or short-term, because they're thinking of retiring. And there's more people coming from Toronto down here that are actually starting to retire. So they sell their $2 million house or $1 million house in, in Toronto and come down and buy a house for four or five hundred or six hundred or seven hundred thousand dollars put the rest in the bank so that's a really smart move so of course life is even less expensive in belize than it is over here in canada and you know you might like you say you have balmy weather all year round which is you know some canadians that's their dream so you know like i mean you're you're, you're fitting into but what i like about it and why i had you on the show matthew is that you're a canadian I mean, I don't want to do business with someone from Belize. I Again, I don't know who they are. Do I trust them? Because there's many developments even in Canada that are going belly up, as we know, right? So the fact that you're such an experienced investor, you've got your brother down there, and you're developing like smaller buildings, you know, six plexes, which is a really good style of investing, right? Um, you know, kudos to you. I think it's wonderful. You have found your niche. You found your niche. And it's really important what you said about having, let's say, a Canadian down there. You know, Belizeans are great people, but the Mm -hmm. building system up here in Canada is totally different than the system down there. I mean, we have so many things that regulations we have to go through. Down there, there's a far less. But I like the fact that because I build up here, I've built 113 house subdivisions. I've built four-story, 50-unit condo buildings. I understand the process of building. I bring that standard down to Belize which I build at a higher standard than let's say most of the folks down there, because remember I had to learn a very tough area, which is Canada. Oh, no kidding. Very, very important. 
Yeah. You know, another thing too is I always believe that you have to own, let's say, a portion of what you're doing, like like, like your machinery. So mm -hmm. we all build our own brick. Therefore, I don't have to, let's say, halfway through a job, uh, you know, halfway through a project, somehow I run out of brick. Mm -hmm. I say to me, well, we can help you find brick, and I'll say, how could you help me find brick? And all of a sudden, I have to pay some pay to, pay to play. So the key thing is, we make our brick. And we make elements ourselves. We manufacture it as part of our development projects. So we are autonomous to most likely ourselves. So if we succeed, we succeed because of ourselves or we mm -hmm. fail because of ourselves. Therefore, we can't just shift blame to somebody else, right? And that creates a standard that causes you to complete your job. And all people want is to complete a job. People always ask me, should I buy into massive subdivisions? I tell them you can, but you know, a six unit building can be completed. It is not that yeah. complicated. Yes. It can be done within a year or a year and a half. And therefore, all you really want is your result. You want to pay for something, have somebody become be very transparent and communicate with you, let you know the good, the bad, and the ugly as it's happening, mm -hmm. show how you're going to deal with the problems that you obviously go through. Yes. Everybody, every builder goes through problems, the unexpected. Oh yes, always deliver the product, and that's all people are asking for. And if they get what they receive, now they do it again, which is very very. Can, cool. I, can I ask you a question? Now this is so very interesting. And who knew you'd be actually making your own bricks, or you know? So you have your own little manufacturing, uh, a side business that is feeding, I guess, your development business. Am I understanding that correct? Yes, very very true. So we take care of our roofing supplies. We take care of our bricks. And uh, we take care of a lot of our, our wood products, our mahogany and so on and so forth. And it's important for us because, again, I don't like to have to turn to somebody, somebody and say, well, sorry, I have no control over the major element of my job. And a lot of builders, great people, but when they turn to you and they say, well, it's out of my hands, how, how do you feel about that? Yeah. So there are always, now we don't do everything, okay? It's like making pizza. Yeah. You know, I would make the box. Yeah. I would make the dough and maybe yeah. the cheese. So if I make the box, the cheese, and the dough, that's most of the important parts of the pizza. Everything else I can source. So sure. that concept, I would apply that to building. And I think it's really important. So yeah, okay. we, we do make elements and we do end up selling our, our stuff to other people. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Which our costs. Excellent. To and Smart. we also have control of when we're getting the material. So controlling yeah. the material showing up is extremely important. And controlling costs because you're passing it on to other people also helps you when you're, you're, you're building, developing as well. That's a really good point because I know some investors that actually bought property in Fiji mm -hmm. and they were doing Airbnb and long and short term in Fiji. They were Canadians. That was their dream. But they had trouble sourcing supplies yeah. even to continue building it became a nightmare we don't think about this in canada you can go anywhere right home depot whatever you want canadian tire yes you know hop skip and a jump but we don't think about it i mean these are things if you want to develop your business you have to know about this but i have to ask you a question um why do you choose the sixplex and how much does it cost to build down there a sixplex can you give us a rough idea of what the cost is i mean there might be somebody listening to this who yeah. might want to have you build it for them can you explain that? I'll, I'll give you an example. A lot of it depends on the land. Where is it? Okay. What's the situation of the land? 
Are there trees on it? Do you have to remove those trees? Is it close to the water or not? So a lot of it depends on that. But so I'll make a number up. If, sure. if normally you're going to pay 175 a square foot to build, just to mm -hmm. make up a number, let's yeah. say 175 US, uh, we could do it at 125 US because mm -hmm. we have that control of, of, of the product. Mm -hmm. okay. and again, it's, it's kind of hard to give a specific because it depends on what level of, how, how high are you going? If you're going, yeah, to the dollar per square foot goes up. If you mm -hmm. use a certain type of material, and a certain level of let's say uh, luxury it can range from 125 dollars a square foot all the way up to 325 a square foot all depending on the complications of what's there so uh, the best i guess your best bet is to talk to a few different builders down there and get exactly what people are doing and come with an average but it's so important to understand quality and who completes the jobs they start because mm -hmm. you know i remember you know, I traveled through Europe in different places, Spain, Italy, um, uh, Greece. You know, you see houses not complete. Now, sometimes yeah. it takes somebody like 30 years to build their house, right? There's yeah, no yeah. yeah it's slow. It's yeah. a real slow process, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but that was their plan. Slowly, yeah. they're going to build their house. But when somebody says that they're going to build it in two years and now you have to wait 20 years, yeah. it's not a good thing. So yeah, it's really to talk to two or three, three builders down there, and uh, you can talk to us as well. Mm -hmm. And then we can give you sort of an example of what you're looking for, because it's okay. particularly okay. someone's needs, especially if you have water or not. So I have another question, because I know our listeners are, going, are probably getting very excited about this, the possibilities. So are you, do, do these become condos, or are these apartment buildings? Um, well, the, the six units, we can do them as condo, so we can strata them, or we can do it as an apartment building, and we can have, let's say, six people invest in the apartment building, but we have a team that will uh, you know, manage it, run it, make sure it's clean, and make sure that uh, you know, people are going down there to visit. Now, obviously, in this corona time, mm -hmm. it's a great time to build because mm -hmm. there's nothing else to do. I mean, uh, when it comes to tourism, everything has, has let's say, collapsed. Mm -hmm. You know, but at the same time, because our costs are lower than, let's say, everybody else's, we can winter or weather the problems. And yes. we, we ourselves, we bring money to the table. So some of our projects will bring 50% of the money. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we'll bring uh, less. But ultimately, um, you know, we rent them out for people and then we take a small portion, uh, what is reasonable, let's say 22% of the rent to cover mm -hmm. all the expenses, maintenance. Mm -hmm. Now, we, we even have security guards. Uh, now, you don't need a security guard, but we'd like to have a gate mm -hmm. for our community, and we'd like to have somebody at the gate because that person is able to help the, the visitor and direct them and make them feel safe. Now, South Belize is very, very safe. Belize City, mm -hmm. crime is a bit higher. Throughout Belize, crime would be like, if you left your bicycle out, uh, it might be gone tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Belize City has obviously more crime, but for sure. the rest of, yeah. of, the state, of, the, of the country, I don't really see a whole lot of crime in there at all. Just, you know, we'll say petty stuff, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Which is, which is, you know, what we have to think about that now, right? As the mm -hmm. big cities become less and less safe for all of us. And certainly as you get older, you don't want to 
want to worry about things like that. You just want to live in peace and harmony. I mean, I'm a senior. All I want is peace and harmony. I don't want to know about somebody shooting somebody else and being afraid to leave things outside. They might steal it. I mean, you know, like who needs that? You know, I mean, that's for young people if they want to go ahead. But I was always very, you know, I always lived in cities that were very safe or I kept myself very safe. I didn't want to have to deal with anybody. It's easier when you don't have to deal with anybody. So are you finding a lot of Canadians are going down there and are they coming from Ontario? They're coming from, from Quebec. And I'm saying that for a reason. When I was down in the Dominican Republic many years ago, and uh, I really enjoyed the Dominican Republic and I liked the people there. I, uh, when I was cycling around, because I usually cycle around, I saw that a lot of bed and breakfasts were being run by French Canadians, which I found was kind of interesting. Not many people from Ontario had houses there. They, maybe they had condos or something, but they weren't running bed and breakfast. And I found that kind of interesting. So what are you finding in Belize? Are they, uh, where are the Canadians normally coming from that are investing there or, or come to, to visit? Well, from my experience, because we're down in Placencia, we're down south, I find that it's mostly Ontario. Uh, okay. Yes, Quebec. I find mm -hmm. that people from Alberta, they tend to buy there as well, but they tend to invest in Scottsdale. So I have things in Scottsdale. People from Edmonton, Alberta, they tend to go to Scottsdale, Arizona. Folks from yeah. Ontario go to Florida. Florida, yeah. Easy flight from Toronto down to Belize City, and then mm -hmm. a hopper down to Placentia. The highways, by the way, in Belize are amazing highways. Mm -hmm. So, you know, th that's what I tend to see. People from Ontario, and then also Americans. People from, believe it or not, Texas. And, oh, uh, really? Yeah, <laughs> Texas, at least where we are. Yeah. Now, to invest in a different country, you know, some people have invested uh, locally, which is great. To invest in a different country, it's not a, here's my money, uh, I trust you. Yeah. You have to be able to be aware of what is happening throughout the entire process. Yeah. And I find that if someone wants to move to the next level, they have to find something in their life which they're not doing well. They know they're not doing well. Things that require about six steps then they have to do those six steps. And when they do that for about three months, four months, now you're qualified to invest at the next level up. Now, I've been investing for 29 years, so mm -hmm. that probably sounds kind of crazy. But for 29 years, I've learned something. So I'll give you an example. Yeah. Now, I'm 55 years old. In my past, I can eat a whole pizza. I wouldn't yeah. see a difference. But for yeah. some reason, when I turned 54, <laughs> I put it on something called belly fat. And I'm trying to, you know, let's say, you know, have a proper diet and then some, or I'm trying to exercise or I'm trying to drink water or yeah. I'm trying to walk. I yeah. couldn't bring it all together for over a year and a half. I couldn't bring it all together. Yeah. 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 The problem. But until I was able to line it up where now I go to the gym in the morning, mm -hmm. physical exercise, mm -hmm. then I actually do some walking in the evening and I drink water yeah. and I actually, um, you know, have a proper diet and I go to sleep early yeah. for doing five things, knowing that I'm solving a problem that I know was a problem that I was disappointed in myself with. Now doing that for about four months, now my mind is qualified and able to go to the next level and handle investing at a different level. People say to me, well, what does respecting your body have to do with investing? <laughs> Wow, you could be like my dad, he's a great guy, he's 88 years old. But my dad micromanages me, and sometimes yeah. I get upset because I don't like to be controlled. But now <laughs> I have to be 
okay, dad, yes, I put the gloves on, you're right. Instead of saying, hey, I brought the gloves, why do you think I brought the gloves? So whatever is a problem you have, if you want to invest at the next level, whether it's you go to commercial or you go to Belize, mm -hmm. you find something in your life that requires six steps that must be uh, simultaneously operated, performed, and then when you do that for about six, you know, let's say about three months to four months, mm -hmm. then you're qualified to go to the next level. I know it sounds weird. No, this makes sense. It makes wonderful right. sense. It makes wonderful sense, especially for in investors, right? I mean, they want to uh, buy a multiplex, and they really don't have any any investment experience. I would say, right. you know what? At my, I wouldn't do that. I would start with one house and see if you like it. If you even understand how to take care of your tenants, That's you right. know. You just start small and then you can move. I mean, that's why you take different steps. I mean, my own mentor that um, was a real estate investor that was my mentor and still is, you know, whenever I have a chance to talk to him now. But at the very beginning when he was starting out, he had been in the in real estate for about three years before I got into it. And he was doing single family dwellings and he was doing duplexes, triplexes and doing all that kind of stuff. And um, then he went into the bigger buildings right. and he went there slowly. He went there slowly and actually it wasn't up until maybe a couple of years ago that he started to sell his single family dwellings and his student rentals and went full time into these big, huge multiplexes, maybe 50, 60, maybe even more than that. But he made a lot of mistakes along the way, which he admits, but he learned. So he kind of progressed there very, very slowly. And, you know, he went into, uh, you know, going into a unit and when it was empty, he would redo everything thing and then he you know would do a couple units get more rent for it and then would go to the bank and refinance like he had his systems in place like I have my systems in place with my single family dwellings so it's whatever you specialize and I like I thank you for telling that Matthew because very few people even think about that you know they think they have to start running and make their millions within a year and that's not how it works in real estate no it, it's so true because you have to be mentally prepared in order to be more successful people talk about you know, I'll think positive and great things will come to me. Well, guess yeah. what? The Spanish came to the Aztec, I believe. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't so great, right? <laughs> Are you prepared for the greatness that comes to you? So you have to be mentally prepared to handle big. Because yeah. a lot of people can't handle big. They want big, yeah. but they can't handle yeah. it. Right? Yeah. So if it comes to you, universe brings it to you, that's all great. You know, if you're a child of the universe, but ultimately, can you handle big? And it's yeah. very, very important. Can you handle investing at a distance? So, yeah. you know, people will then. So, what I do with people is I spend some time making sure mentally they're prepared to invest at a distance. Mm -hmm. And if they're prepared to invest at a distance, we take them on as partners. Mm -hmm. People say to me, "Well, I have money. Do you want money?" Not, no, mm -hmm. At this stage of my game, no, I don't want money. I want a solid partner. I don't need the headache. Yeah, right. That's right. That's so right. You're a solid partner. You understand your responsibilities and know what you're getting into. We have mm -hmm. a system of transparency. Let's work together to create a great relationship. So two years down range, if I'm walking down the street and I see you on that street, I don't need to cross the street, nor do that's you. That's right. We can yeah. hands. And at my stage of investing, that's all yeah. I care about right now. I do not need to play games, yeah. stupidness, or silly things. 
You know. I agree. And you know what? There's a lot of real estate investors that go into joint venture partnerships with people who don't know anything about real estate. Uh, and, yeah. and this is the last 10, 20,000 or whatever dollars. And then when the coronavirus hit, I'm sure a lot of people got into trouble with their joint venture partners because yeah, right. the partner that was they were waiting for that money, you know, coming in every month and it didn't, uh, you know. So that's why I never did. My best partners were my first mortgage holders, my second mortgage holders, and my third mortgage holders, okay, which I just got a third mortgage, which is fantastic. And of course, I've had people invest in the GICs with me or, or RSPs or whatever else, right? Uh, and some people want to just, you know, just invest with me and I just take the money, just do my own thing and pay them back every month because that's what I felt comfortable with, right. Matthew. For me, that's what made me feel comfortable. I don't didn't have to talk to somebody and say, what do you think, should we do this? And they don't know anything about real estate. And I'm, what do I have to convince you? I just convince myself. As long as I keep paying my mortgages, nobody cares what I'm doing or how I'm doing it. As long as the money comes in, you know, with my banks, they don't care. They don't ask anything, <laughs> you know? And, and you know what, I mean, and you have experience. You know, I think you're, you've invested even longer than my, myself. So you yes. know what, I, I, yes. I thank you for that. Uh, one quick thing I want to mention. So people always ask me if you bought a piece of land in Belize. So I wrote a few things down here. Let's say you bought a piece of land for fifty-five thousand dollars, U.S. It's yes. a U.S. purchase. You'd have to pay twelve point five percent GST. So that's mm -hmm. about six thousand eight seventy-five. Then you have to pay something called a stamp tax. It's almost like a, a land transfer tax. Let's say it's about eight percent. But the first twenty thousand on that fifty-five thousand would be exempt and you would pay 8% on the remainder, then you'd have to pay a legal fee for a Belize lawyer, could be $1,000. So, so far at 55,000, we paid close to 7,000 for your GST, 12.5%, uh, about 8% stamp tax, which is like a land transfer tax. Mm -hmm. The first, first 20,000 is, is free. So it's about 4,400. You pay $1,000 to a lawyer to sign off for you. Mm -hmm. sure. and you have pay a Canadian lawyer to sign off on this side as well. And of course that stamp and that GST and the legal fees, if you have a business, it, it, it's a write-off. Yes. That's yeah. pretty much what it takes to buy a piece of property. And, and there's Remax down there and different mm -hmm. companies. Uh, and there's some Canadians down there as well. Again, yeah. we're there too, but the good news is we're not the only ones. Mm -hmm. We have choices and that's very, mm -hmm. very Mm -hmm. Yeah, very, very important. So I, I mean, it sounds so wonderful to do. And if it's if it is somebody's dream, they better get in touch with you and find out the steps. I wouldn't even think you'd need to pay a GST. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, well, uh, when I first got there in 2007, the GST was 5%. Okay. Now keep this in mind, they don't really collect money from from their property taxes, right? So okay. they have to collect money from some method. Mm -hmm. And therefore, the stamp tax and the GST is just a, a method of, you know, when people come from outside and they buy into Belize, sure. they don't sure. pay anything. Now they're getting access to land yeah. doing very little. So the government yeah. is making it a bit more difficult to buy. That, that makes sense. Fair. It makes sense. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I hate paying property tax here in Canada. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't really appreciate your property tax till you go to other countries who don't have that extra money to do the things that's required for infrastructure. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes it, you pay to play, right? Well, you do. And, 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 you know, that's the other thing, too. I mean, I was talking to someone earlier today that we have a wonderful healthcare system because of the infrastructure. 
yes. because our taxes are paying for all of this, right? I mean, so I don't mind paying because we're getting services. Like I don't I, I, like in the United States, I wouldn't want to even live there. I mean, they don't even take care of their poor or the people who are sick or whatever else you have to pay. You go, you go broke by having a, a bill of a million dollars after you come out, you know, from the hospital for one month with the coronavirus. I mean, we don't have to true. worry about that. Yeah, we don't have to worry about that. Very true. A lot of people are going through that, and people who didn't yeah. have money, frontline workers, you know, who didn't have the money to begin with. Mm -hmm. Once it's like the poor are getting poorer. Oh yes, very oh, sad. Yeah. yeah, very very sad. Now that brings up another question: What about the healthcare system down down there? Because if you're going to be a senior going down there, baby boomer, we have to know about the medical system because that's the first thing people are looking at now, aren't they? Yes. So it's really important to be, let's say, close to a, a medical center. And mm -hmm. I have found that the medical centers down there are like the doctors. They speak English, first of all. And I think it's a high quality. It's a really good quality. And mm -hmm. I mean, we've had no issues or problems. We've had some workers who have, uh, you know, fallen and hurt themselves. And uh, now obviously it depends on exactly what you're doing, but you do have to pay for it. You do have to pay for your service. Sure. It's like okay. you're in the U.S. But I found the standard good. And, uh, you know, again, it depends on where you are, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if there's a, a, an area hospital, like a central hospital, for instance, you know, we have cottages up in the Minden area. So Minden is a little city, mm -hmm. a little town up in North Ontario. Minden mm -hmm. has a regional hospital. So oh, you'd be okay. better off being eight minutes away from the regional yeah. hospital than, let's say, an hour away. Yeah. So yeah. as long as wherever you are in Belize, you try to find a regional hospital, if that is close by, if you have a concern as a senior or somebody who is very active in, in doing you know crazy things, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> then you want to be close to something like that, right? I mean, well, yeah. I, I used to base jump uh, years and years ago, and this is jumping off a cliff when <laughs> you parachute after. Yeah. So, that's not the thing that you want to go to the hospital for. If you make a mistake, you're having a bad day, right? <laughs> yeah, you may. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think, you you know, when you're younger, uh, and a lot of millennials probably aren't even thinking about the hospital system. But as we get older, we think about that's really important because we know our health. We can't take it for granted anymore. So, Matthew, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Can you tell us how people can get in touch? Uh, yes, you know, you can reach me. Uh, yeah, so I have a special cell number for that. It's uh, 289-440-2335. Uh, am I coming through? I think we're here. Now, now you are. Just go ahead. Okay, so I have a special cell number just for that purpose. It's 289-440-2335. And my email is Matthew with one T, M A T H E W dot F at R C C S O L dot com, or my website is R C C S O L dot com. If you have any, like, that's real estate, commercial, commercial coaching solutions. If you have any questions, uh, shoot me a text and, uh, you know, we can talk. We can have a conversation about beliefs. 
Absolutely. And, and you know, Matthew is a really good source. He's been doing it for many years. You can trust him, you know, just, just to get to know him. I mean, before you invest with anyone, get to know who they are. Take them out for coffee. Just ask them questions. And I know, of course, um, you have the paperwork that you can send them if they want to, but that's between you and them. But you can find Matthew on all the social media. That's where I find Matthew now. We've, I very rarely pick up the phone anymore. I just do it. Okay, Facebook Messenger. Matthew, are you available? I just sent him a message. But I want to thank you very much for being on my show, Matthew. Thank you once again. And, and you know, I think you found your Belize in a beautiful, beautiful spot. And, uh, you know, there's probably going to be a lot of people who will follow you and go to Belize or at least find out a little bit more about that. So thank you for being my guest, Matthew. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. I was looking forward to today. And uh, I'm glad I was able to spend the time with you always. Yes. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. So there we go, everyone. It was wonderful speaking to Matthew Frederick. And, you know, we were discussing about finding your Belize, whatever that may be. And uh, for him, he's investing with his brother down in the, in the you know, Belize, like they say, you know, find your Belize and uh, just get in touch with him. Find out if that's the, the type of investment you want to do. Um, if you want to run short term rentals or long term rentals, he can tell you more about that. That's not my specialty. My specialty is in the Niagara region. So if you want to know more about the Niagara region and wanting to invest here or even become part of my masterclass that I start on September the 1st, uh, by all means, get in touch with me. You can find me on all my social media. Send a message on a messenger. Uh, very happy. Happy to speak to you there. You can watch the show on YouTube, Real Estate Media News Network. Please, by all means, do sign up and subscribe, like, and share. We have close to 100 uh, videos that I've done there, and I work very diligently on that. I have wonderful people such as Matthew on there, all these experts that are willing to share their time with us. So I send you all my best wishes, everyone, and it's Maria Recruit from All Things Real Estate. Thanks. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. I think it has to stop streaming, everyone.